Report. Last orders for small venues. As lockdown restrictions continue, the musician reports on how COVID-19 and the measures in place to contain it will affect the future of the UK's small venues. Report by Katie Nichols. At 5pm on March the 20th, 2020, Boris Johnson ordered all the venues, pubs and clubs in the UK to shut their doors for an indefinite period. Bit by bit, day by day, by your actions, your restraint and your sacrifice, we are putting this country in a better and stronger position, where we will be able to save literally thousands of lives, said Johnson, in what was a drastic but necessary move. Many had already taken responsibility into their own hands, cancelling shows in fear of spreading the virus further into the community. But nevertheless, this official statement was a dark moment for venues across the country, particularly the small, independent businesses already besieged by financial struggles in an industry that has historically seen little government support. Closing Doors The last few months have been an emotional roller coaster, says Lydia Stockbridge, venue manager of the Boiler Room in Guildford, a venue that prides itself as an incubator for up-and-coming acts, with artists such as Ed Sheeran, the 1975, the Marmosets, having passed through its doors on their way to stardom. We initially thought that we could perhaps reopen for May, but as the days and weeks went on, she says, we realised that the situation would be here for the longer term. While everyone understood the need for a lockdown to be put in place, the speed at which venues were ordered to close left many in a state of shock and unprepared for the financial and emotional mountain they are faced to climb. The Glad Café in Glasgow shut up shop four days before they were officially told to, but this not-for-profit organisation remains bewildered by what the future holds for them. We obviously have no money coming in from trading, says creative director Joe Smiley. All our gigs have been cancelled and we have no idea when we'll be able to open, as well as not knowing what financial assistance will be on offer to us if we are to remain closed for longer than the next couple of months. It's a sentiment that is felt by many venues across the country. Matt Ottridge, manager at Exchange Bristol, says the venue is tens of thousands of pounds out of pocket, while Rachel Campbell-Palmer, director at the Black Box in Belfast, says the venue chose to close. Before we were told to officially close by government, she says, uncertain of what the implications would mean, how we could continue to support the staff team, and if we could ever open again. Campbell-Palmer also highlights the public confusion caused by mixed messages given out by government before the 20th of March. She says, It was frustrating that messaging was telling people not to go to public theatres, bars and venues, but at the same time not telling us to close. Money Talks With lockdown in place, the government was quick to announce a financial package to support small businesses to survive the lockdown period. But there have been reports of delays with applications, issues with eligibility and the amount of time for emergency loans to arrive. They have helped, reports Matt Ottridge, but we have a couple of members of staff whose situation meant they weren't entitled to furlough money. In terms of the business rates grant, we are right on the threshold of being eligible for £25,000, which would have gone a lot further than the £10,000 we received. All the venues the MU has spoken to have put their staff on the job retention scheme and have also accessed the business support grants, while some have had business rates relief from their local authority. None, however, have been able to claim loss of earnings on their insurance. 
The recent announcement of the 100% government-backed bounce-back loan offers hope for those who fell through the cracks of the coronavirus business interruption loan scheme, with less stringent eligibility criteria and the promise of loans between £2,000 and £50,000 at an interest-free rate for 12 months. Beyond the financial measures that will hopefully see these small businesses through the next few months, what continues to be a major concern for venues is what support lies beyond lockdown. The government needs to realise that the entertainment sector is probably going to be one of the last things that gets back on its feet, says Dave Webster, MU National Organiser Live Performance, who is currently working with UK Live Music Group and other major stakeholders in the industry to present questions to government regarding its future support for the music sector. The MU is pushing hard for some sustained support, he says, to recognise the fact that clear guidelines are going to be needed to come from the government in order for the public to, firstly, go back out there, and secondly, go inside to see gigs. That's going to take a lot longer than shops reopening or large open spaces. It's going to take a long time. The black box in Belfast echoes the concern that post-lockdown fear will have a serious effect on the gig-going behaviour of the public. People are understandably going to be nervous about returning to gigs and bars, says Campbell Palmer. We will need ongoing support while the economy recovers, and we want the government to listen. We don't want a repeat situation where we end up stuck in a place where legally we can open, but people will be discouraged to go out. For a venue as small as the Glad Café, with a capacity of 120, enforced continuation of social distancing is a daunting prospect. We won't be able to work at full capacity, which our business model is based on. We won't be making enough money to sustain the business, says Joe Smiley. The Bigger Picture The threat of closure of so many of the UK's small independent businesses is a bleak prospect, not only for the staff and the owners of the venues, but also the musicians who use smaller venues, says Dave Webster. He says small venues are an extremely important artery en route to playing larger venues and stadiums. And let's not forget the sound engineers, production managers, the promoters and, at the heart of it all, the gig-goer and the wider community that the venue serves. The Glad Café, for example, operates in order to fund the charity the Glad Foundation, which provides affordable music tuition to its local community. And they're looking at ways to continue doing that during lockdown. The Black Box in Belfast is also running outreach music sessions for and by people with learning disabilities via Zoom. It was really important to us to stay connected with more isolated communities who will be finding this time harder than most, says Rachel Campbell Palmer. When this madness subsides and people go back to some kind of normality, one thing they're going to want to do is to go out and be entertained, says Dave Webster, and we're going to need these places to provide that. And if we've lost as many as we think we might, well, how do we rebuild from that? If the venues simply aren't there, what happens? It's going to have a massive effect on the economy and a huge effect on personal well-being. Live music is so important for well-being, agrees Lydia Stockbridge. We've seen it with live streams popping up to fill the gap while we all can't gather in person. It's so important that these cultural spaces remain solvent to be able to be there for us all when this pandemic is over and is safe to do so. The cultural value of smaller venues was recently recognised by London Mayor Sadiq Khan, who launched a £2.3 million culture-at-risk business support fund in early May 
to support London's creative and cultural industries at risk due to the impact of the coronavirus. He says, These industries are so important to the fabric of our city during the day and night, and they will play a key role in helping us to recover from this public health crisis. The MU would like central government to follow suit with a more substantial look at how to support small independent venues across the whole UK over the years to come. A new kind of venue. While we await the lifting of restrictions, and for life to continue in whatever new normal that will turn out to be, musicians have proved to be resilient in the face of a crisis, performing online gigs and promoting fundraising to support local venues. I've got real admiration for those musicians who've just said, you know what, I'm going to make whatever I can, says Dave Webster. Musicians have done some extraordinary things they might not have otherwise done. Venues are also fighting for their survival with creative online events and crowdfunding schemes. We've also been staying in touch with the community as much as possible, says Rachel Campbell Palmer of The Black Box. Keeping up our visibility on social media channels, letting people know we are still here. We've been posting a few throwback pictures this week of gigs from over the years and bands that were on our stage before they made it big, asking people to share their favourite shows. And there are gigs like Young Fathers, The Melvins, Mudhoney, Mr Scruff, Liars and many more that people talk about with such fondness. You really can't beat being at a sweaty gig in a small venue, feet away from the stage. People miss that and will cherish those experiences even more after this. As the musician went to press, the Boiler Room announced that it had raised funds of £34,000 from a crowdfunder campaign to help keep itself afloat. Many other UK venues are exploring this as a funding option. Yes, we can. Independent Venue Week, IVW, is a seven-day celebration of small venues and the people who work in them. Every year, IVW pays homage to small venues, not just as the places where music lovers can get close to the bands they love or witness future music stars in ascendancy, but because they are cultural hubs. Now, more than ever, independent venues need this support. We've been told since the lockdown that we're going to need IVW more than ever, says Sybil Bell, founder and CEO of IVW, which is currently scheduled for January 2021. We're going to work towards it, but keep an open mind as to when it might happen, she says. In addition, IVW is launching a new initiative called Yes We Can. Sybil explains. We'd always planned this spring to launch Yes We Can, which is focused on how venues are important cultural hubs in our local communities. Our goal was to work with various partners to bring activities into the venue during the day when they're mostly shut, such as parent and toddler groups, mental health workshops, LGBTQ plus sessions and skills training. You get the community engaged, and we still can. We're repurposing Yes We Can so that we can do some of this activity digitally until such time as we can get people back into the venues. Not all venues will want to open until they can get back to capacity, so we'll only do this with their say-so. But if you're allowed gatherings of 50 people in a space, would some of the venues want to open to host a mother and toddler group, or a workshop on music education training, such as how to be a promoter, or what's involved in being a sound engineer, or host sessions with a featured artist? Yes We Can is very much about participation and collaboration, 
So where we have people doing remarkable things across the country, we can say to other venues, here's a model that works. Here's an amazing organisation and they're happy to share what they do with you. Do you want to roll it out into your community? People are crying out for stimulus and ideas for retraining and they just want to feel engaged. If we can do that, with venues at the heart of that, hopefully we'll be doing something strategic and positive beyond just the short-term relief.